Welcome to Spirits of Whiskey. We explore the wide world of whiskey through the many colorful personalities who make it, promote it, write about it, and more. With each podcast, Carrie Moynihan, a certified bourbon steward and bartender, and yours truly, Philip Dobar, director of the Cocktail Collection, interview whiskey's most important names. From high-profile makers, blenders, and ambassadors, to out-of-the-way innovators and remote pioneers. Join us as we discover the people and elements that give the water of life its spirit. It is Whiskey Wednesday, August 18th, 2021, and you're watching episode 50. Today, we speak with Joe Beatrice, founder of Barrelcraft Spirits and Stellum Spirits. We have the good fortune of having with us Mr. Joe Beatrice, founder at Barrelcraft Spirits, but now Stellum Spirits in Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome back, Joe. Yes, welcome back, Joe. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. We say it's welcome back because you. you were a featured guest and in our first season, uh, a, a highly rated, uh, a, a very popular, in fact, the most popular episode of season one of Spirits of Whiskey. Yes, that's um, episode 20, for those of you who'd like to know. Episode 20. Who knew? Joe, who thank knew? you. Yes. <laughs> so, Joe, we uh, we heard from, from Aaron, um, who's our, our beautiful uh, PR guy who always lets us know when you've got something. Aaron Brost, for the benefit yes. of our listeners and viewers. And he always lets us know when you have something new going on. And we were sent these lovely sample bottles of not just a new expression, but of a new brand. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, nothing like jumping right in. <laughs> okay. So Joe was a digital, he was an internet entrepreneur when no one else was back in the 90s. Uh, he brewed beer at home. He got into whiskey and now he runs an expanding empire in Louisville, Kentucky. There. Okay. Now that's, really, that's a really good intro. Like yeah, right. So, you know, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about Stellum, uh, uh, obviously, and, and I was thinking about how, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously some space themes. The name is derived from the Latin word stellum for stellium for star groups or cluster. Then I started thinking about Elon Musk, whose mission in life is to save humanity. And, you know, our mission is just to make some good whiskey. It's a little more modest. So <laughs> here we are. Anyway. Um, so Stellum is, um, this is a product that, or it's a, it's, a, it's a new brand that has been in several years in the making. We've been thinking about this brand for a long time and started acquiring barrels and building up an inventory of barrels for this brand. Part of what we do successfully, I think, is that we watch the market, we listen to the market, we're, we're inspired and led by the market. So we, we, we look at and listen to and see what people like and respond to that. Um, in our own way. And that's reflected in our blending and sort of our changing profiles of the blends that we make. This product, uh, this brand is, we refer to it as a modern brand that reflects the modern drinker. And I think that that's a really important distinction to make um, and how it fits in with Barrelcraft Spirits. We can talk more about, but, but Stellum, the Stellum brand is really focused on um, on the world of the of the this modern bourbon drinker that we call it, which is which is a very wide demographic. It's very diverse. 
Um, it's very inclusive. It's very, it, it is not the typical profile of the, of the, what you think of as a contemporary bourbon drinker. It's, it's evolved. And over the last five and six years, there's been a huge influx of new drinkers into the bourbon category. Right. And, and it's skewed very young. So there's a lot of younger drinkers in here. It, and also, you know, it, along with, along with that, with the new, this new drinker is they're more demanding. They're more demanding in, in what they're drinking. They want to know more about it. They want to know every, everybody is more concerned about what they put in their body. Um, and, and so, and so it's, it's, it's also sort of different profiles, different flavors. Um, uh, we talk about the product in a slightly different way. Um, if you look at the bottle, which is a little different from your sample bottle, it's pared down. It's simple. It's minimal. It's a minimalist design. It's, it's straightforward. Um, and again, we let the bourbon be the hero in the bottle by mm -hmm. putting the label on the color. Um, and it's, it's also been the change. The difference has been reflected in the flavor profile. It's simpler. It's nuanced. Um, it's rich. It's straightforward. Uh, it is complex, but contrast to barrel craft spirits, which has more layers, essentially there's, there's, there's definitely is a difference in the product profile and the makeup. Um, and what we're seeking to do with Stellum is it is a profile that we're going to blend over and over again. So the bourbon and the rye are going to be consistent products. We're not doing any batches. There'll be minute variations as there are, there, there are anyway, and we're, we're constant, we're constantly refining. So over so, time, the flavor will up a little bit. So whereas the barrel craft is very much designed to be one and done, um, once that, once that taste is gone, it's gone. Because you aim at and achieve singular profiles. Um, and once it's gone, it's gone. Move on to the next. Um, but with Stellum, you are, you are by, by design, you are, you are seeking a measure of consistency, a comparative measure of consistency. Once again, that's very accurate. You really sum up things nicely. I have to give you that. You really, you really. And do. then on top of that, with his radio voice, right? So on the radio voice, I'm just, I'm drawn in. I, uh, I'm ready to sign up. I, I'm ready. <laughs> Subscribe now. You know, okay. we're we're leasing Philip out for a small fee. <laughs> yes, Philip on loan out. Um, um, but package design, no, no, that bottle, the bottle, the, the bottle. Does that bottle remind you of something, Carrie? It reminds me of a Pappy Van Winkle bottle. Nice, it slim, uh, simple, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, are we right there, Joe? Actually, it is the same glass that they use. Ah, okay. What's inside is a little bit different, but right. it is the same glass. Yeah. We're accustomed, well, I know what's inside is different. We're accustomed to your, 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 your barrel craft bottles, which are broad-shouldered. Do you have one of those handy you can hold up to the camera? Yes. I always yeah, love that. I kept the uh, the one you sent us for Christmas is is now on display at my. Oh house. yes, the New Year, the New Year blend, the annual the annual New Year release. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. By the way, that's uh, oh, that, that is a blessed whiskey. It didn't last long, I must tell you. <laughs> you know, that's how I. That's sort of how I I notice things like that in my house, in my in my office. Um, I have a couple of bottles behind me and as I'm, as I'm doing, cause when I work, I work from home uh, parts of the day and, or at night and 
I, and I noticed when I'm on Zoom, we're on Zoom 24 seven. And I noticed the volume of the bottles going down at different rates. <laughs> and I, and it is two bottles that I've noticed that, are, that have one, I actually drank a bottle of the Stellum in under a month, which is, that's a pretty, wow. pretty aggressive for me. And, and Armida is also just, this just hits the right pra- flavor notes for me. But that one just keeps going like this. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yes, those are our those are our packages. Notes. But it, it is contra- it is a big contrast. But we wanted to pick up some of the things that we knew, you know, the simplicity, highlighting the bourbon again, clarity in the label and what's in it. It's very straightforward. There's no, it is it is what you see in the bottle is what you're going to be drinking. This is a, at a lower price point than the Barrel Craft as well. Yes, the MSRP on the Stellum. Um, batch batches on <laughs> the Stellum product, as well as the single barrels, are somewhere between fifty-five and fifty-nine, depending upon okay. the market. So we not can't a, that not well. exactly the ready rack, um, um, but well, good. Uh, we don't want it on the ready rack. <laughs> but 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 easier for a bartender bartender to uh, to uh, to manipulate. Yes, it is definitely that, it, that's definitely true. Am I going uh, to assume that the color of the label is because of the whole star part, or is that something else? Like no, a star correct. field? Okay. Yeah, it, it is. And then, the, oh, and then I show you the rye label uh, is green. Can you see it? I can't tell if you can see it. Yeah, I can see it. So the rye is green, and the for grass. For yeah, for, for traditional <laughs> rye. Stellum, um, Stellum bourbon won a double gold in San Francisco. No, I'm sorry. Selling bourbon won a gold and rye won a, d- a double gold. Fantastic. And, Congratulations. And thanks. And with BCS, we won uh, 14 gold and double gold medals. That's wonderful. And, and won best best bourbon under up to five years old and best overproof rum. Yeah. Well, San Francisco is certainly, you know, it's considered certainly one of the gold standards uh, in, in, in competition circles. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we like it because it's a blind competition, um, and their process. There, they have a true blind, double blind competition with, you know, with, with the judges are all really good, and so mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it, it is one of the two or three, three, that we four, and I guess now that we enter in. <laughs> well, Fred Minnick added a new competition this year. The oh, he did. Yeah, so that was the that was the new one. Um, we still and, need to get Fred on the show. Yeah. 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 We need to get Absolutely. Fred on the show. Yeah, definitely. It'll, it'll happen. Yeah. So we're excited about that. So we've had we had we're having a good year. Plus, plus our sales are phenomenal on both. Oh, that's that's wonderful because yeah, everyone was just you know shitting bricks uh, a year ago. Um, um, to put it plainly, um, you know, no one knew because because so- direct to consumer was illegal in most states still, um, um, and things have been liberalized. Those regulations have been liberalized uh, in, in very rapidly, um, uh, particularly for how slowly you know legislation and regulation changes in this country. Um, that you know, it's 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 a new frontier it's this is wonderful i mean this is if there's a silver lining uh for the spirits industry this is it it's funny you mentioned that because we were just looking at you know where we were sitting a year ago and um april was april was a very was 2020 was not a good month um and then once may started 
we just just started taking off and we didn't look back. We our sales we more than doubled last year. Wow. And we're looking at we're, right now we're sitting at a four hundred percent increase over that. So we're 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 growing pretty rapidly. But who knew? You're absolutely right. Who knew? I mean, we were doing disaster scenario projections, just. You know, just to see. But well, Joe, um, I've definitely noticed your bottles in more and more stores. Um, I've gone places, and I was like, even the smallest, rinky dinkiest little liquor store. I was like, oh wow, they have Joe's stuff here. And like, like I go up to the counter, and I'm like, I know the owner of this. I know the guy who makes this. And they're like, what? Really? That's so cool. That's so great to hear. I love, I love hearing that. It, it it makes us feel really good when we when we see it out there in the market. And, yeah. You know, we have, we have a, we're, we're still a tiny company. We just, we just hired a few people. We are, we have 28 people from wow. production through sales. That's it. And we have uh, five salespeople led by Will Tregas, mm-hmm. um, the chief sales officer and chief innovation officer. And, um, you know, we're, we're a small company and they work, they work really hard um, and they got it out there, but. Yeah, it's. Well, I think yeah. I think we should taste what they've been working hard to make. I think I so already, too. already started, but. Oh, okay. Well. Thumbs up on the I, bourbon. I, I, so we are, oh, are we going to go bourbon first? Okay. Well, I don't know. I've, I've everyone practically everyone. I don't know that we've We're doing had this alphabetical a guest. bourbon before rye. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, that's what it, I don't know that we've had a guest uh, responsible for both bourbon and rye who has led us to the rye first. There might have been one. We, we can do the rye first. We did. No, there was yeah. one. We did. The rye. Um, the rye it, was, uh, it was, uh, 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 was it Pinhorse? No, it wasn't Pinhorse. It was, uh, no, it was Wheelhorse. 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 Jacob, Jacob Call. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was actually. Uh, well, it was uh, Jacob and Terry. Name? Yes. Terry was the one who led us, though. He was okay. the one who said. All right. Got it. Let's do that. Right. Terry, Terry anyway. Lossoff for our listeners. Yeah. Interesting. I, I think I, I we can go we can go any direction. I tend to do the rye the bourbon first because the rye will the rye might overpower the bourbon a little bit in terms of the. But you do have the you do have rye, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. we have the bourbon and the rye. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's got a lovely nose. Now, just as the case with barrel craft, these are cask strength. Correct. Yes. I think that's got a very rounded flavor. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's got a beautiful finish. It's a hot finish, but it's not like you don't want it to be hot. It's 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 like an appropriate level of hotness at the yeah. end. Yeah, it follows it follows a fantastic palate. Um, there's nothing worse than when you have this this high long burn uh, following something that didn't taste like much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know we we tend to engineer. We tend to blend. Um, engineer is probably the wrong word. We tend to, we, we blend, we're very conscious of the ride of the, the, from, from the color to the nose, the entry to the middle pat, mid palate, mm-hmm. and then the finish. And we try to, we try to give you something different in each one of those areas and something appropriate. Um, you know, with the exception of some of the, um, hazmat Canadian rye barrels, which are, Those are too, those are those are almost too much for me to drink. Hazmat, in, in that you need a protective uh, suit to uh, yeah, to, yeah, <laughs> to, over, to over survive them. <laughs> okay, really I just drank the wrong one, guys. That was the rye I was talking about. 
Maybe the bourbon, not the so much. The colors are so similar. <laughs> but I loved it. This is this is a fantastic rice. So let me go back to the bourbon now. Yeah, I, and I oh, think that, some more. Um, that with the with the bourbon, um, what I really like about what I really like about this is, I love the first when it first hits the tip of your tongue. I I love that honeysuckle macadamia nut marshmallow marshmallow oh, yeah. notes that are there, mm-hmm. and then, then it really plays nicely over the, over the mid palate. Um, there's a bit of ginger and then I think of the black pepper coming in a little bit later, um, which, which I think is there, um, you know, plus all the traditional, everything you'd expect with the baking spices, but I think that a couple of really nice notes pop through to me. Yeah. 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 This is very, it's nice and smooth. It's got beautiful legs on here. It's got a great mouthfeel. Yeah. I modeled for the legs. Ah, (laughs) very nice. You're a regular Betty Grable. That's me. (laughs) <laughs> like, like only two people in the world will know what reference that is but <laughs> both served in world war ii um um yeah um a little 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 pinup history um um yeah and i just tasted the rye and wow yeah am i, am I right okay, i gotta I, got I got i need to open the rye because i don't have a bottle of oh okay yeah get oh. with it yeah i'm loving this rye get, get with the program he found it the open bourbon rye. is it's delicious. I like that the uh, the bourbon is not hot. By the way, that's yeah. I was talking no. about the right. Uh, yeah, and um, I was talking about well, I, and I was talking about the bourbon. It has some heat on the finish, but but it but it's satisfying after that. After, right, after but that, it's not that rich it's palate. Not the, uh, no, it's not the heat that I get on the on the rye. Mm-hmm, but the rye, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, I could I could probably drink this all day, but I have things to do, so I can't do that. <laughs> well, you have to become professional and do it for a living, right? I've been thinking about that. That's beautiful. That is beautiful, Joe. Thank you. I do like the rye. Um, Jolton, Joe, so, you've, you've hit it out of the park. Thank you. So the... There's another uh, reference two people will get. Yeah. <laughs> so the rye, the, the rye is... Um, the core of it is Indiana 95, yeah, the M, MGP, you know, 95% mm-hmm. rye. Mm-hmm. But what we blended with this are both Kentucky and Tennessee rye. Okay. Oh, nice. And so we use that to balance out the different different aspects of it, mm-hmm. because I think that, you know I think we were talking about it before. Um, I think that MGP twenty one percent rye is the standard. I mean, I think it's I think it is, it is exceptional rye. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know we want to do something a little bit different with it and. You know, we're blenders. That's what we do all day long. And so by by adding those other components with the different mash bills really sort of, I think, rounds it out a little bit, but doesn't lose the the, the, the bones to mm-hmm. the, the MGP rod. You, right. you've, you've just segued to my next question, which is... Uh, well, bit of a bit of a bit of a background and some and some sidebar. Um, when we when we spoke the first time, we talked about um, the curatorial role you play in sourcing what you believe are the best and most blendable whiskeys um, uh, available on the um, on the sourced market, as it were, and then working, you know, working your magic uh, on those on those whiskeys. Um, is Stellum selected from the same array um, of uh, what's available to you? 
We started really planning this product years ago. And, um, and so we started buying, laying, building our inventory of barrels that we knew that would intersect the market at the time we wanted them. So we bought younger and then we, some younger barrels and we bought some other ones that are older. So, um, so we did, we did, um, they are sourced from some of the same places. Um, and you know, like with anything else, we're not afraid to add older product to this, um, to be, to give it, uh, whatever profile we're looking for. So the answer, the short answer is yes. Um, and then more, we have access to a lot of the same barrels that other places have. Of course. Yeah. And it really comes down to what you do with the barrels. Exactly. Um, and so we spend a lot of time with the barrels, sorting them, categorizing them, putting them in different groupings and then blending in the lab. We, we, we do hundreds for anything that we do. We'll do hundreds of different blends. You know, we'll sort, uh, uh, we'll sort barrels, put hundreds of blends together and then start refining. And so that, you know, that process um, is one, that's where we, that is the, the, it. that is the thing that we do, the blending. And so we spend a lot of time, we can spend weeks with doing refining blends um, until we get it to exactly the way we want it. And mm -hmm. I don't think that we talked about this, but just sort of quick recap of our process. So in the lab, which is where I'm sitting, mm. we do those blends. Um, and once we have a final blend, um, we then know because we, we track it as we're going through it, um, which barrels are in there and what rep, what proportion of barrels are in there and which proportion of, of the total different types of barrels are in there. Right. Then we go out to our big tanks. We bring in all those, we bring in all the appropriate barrels and then we process them through. We then, we then, if it's a hundred of these, 50 of these, three of these, we start with 50% of the total. Because even though we've, we have something in the lab, in the theoretical, the practical in the real world doesn't always line up. It's like batching cocktails. Um, you, can't, you can't assume that two to one in a glass is two to one in a punch bowl. Right. Which we've already established that I am not a good bartender. <laughs> <laughs> I am willing to concede that, but I do have one. I can't wait to have one cocktail on the table. Oh, good. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um, and so then once we go out, we, we, we blend about 50% of the volume, 60%, and we taste, and we taste, and we taste, and we taste, and we taste. And then we inch our way up to the total volume because we're always making last minute adjustments. And it's generally, um, it comes down to almost always the final 10% volume that, um, so if it's 6,000 gallons, 600 gallons, the total is 6,600 gallons we're playing with. And then we inch our way up to the final blend out in the big tanks. Smart. And we have yeah, these, we have a couple of 6,000 gallon tanks up there with very large agitators that slow moving agitators that, that turn the contents of the tank over. And then we taste it, um, yeah, we taste it ongoing, but we usually, when it's agitated and when we dump in barrels, it's angry, mm -hmm. and so we have to let it get calm. You can throw some laundry in it's because fine. of the because of the agitator. That and the alcohol will clean things yeah, right up. True. Oh yeah, those those agitators are right out of a James Bond movie. They're so scary looking. There's oh. there are three sets of, of propellers in there of uh -huh. different sizes, different angles, and there's and there's 
massive. They just well, it's no Mr. Of, Bond. Of no Mr. Bond. Your, expect you your... to blend. <laughs> no, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of all these fascinating things in your in your uh, your warehouse and 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 well not warehouse it's a uh, processing center um, are you able to show us any of those things today? Sure. Yeah, you're okay, sitting just, there in the lab, and we're like, seasick. there must be more. Yes, I just hope you don't get seasick. But if I turn <laughs> around, you, you, you can see our bottling. Oh wow. Facility. We have, uh, we have three bottling lines going right now. This was a data facility. That was the server room. Mm. Wow. So That's a big server room. Yeah, so we have the most climate-controlled bottling facility in the world. <laughs> nice. There's three gigantic air handlers there. Wow. And being an internet entrepreneur, you must, be, you must feel right at home. Yes, I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> let, me go, let me run out here. Um, well, this is like the Blair Witch Project. This is, this is wonderful. Oh, somebody oh no, some... this is not near as shaky. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to send you my Blair Witch Project video I made. Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, we could post it with this if you, uh, if you want. <laughs> I will send it to you. So this is, th this is where we, let me see if I can get it. So these barrels that are here are about to be dumped in here. So this is our dump drop so that we don't, no humans have to pick up barrels. We, we lay them down, pull out the bungs, and dump them. Mm -hmm. And then we have multiple tanks. But these are the two primary ones we start. These are two 6,000-gallon tanks we had made. With I love that the tanks are branded. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, Very. And so the, so, the, so the whiskey goes in there. Um, and then we can transfer... Uh, the, it's getting a little shaky now. We can transfer back and forth mm -hmm. um, between the tanks. We have different agitation. Different. There's different. We have different. We had some proprietary methodol me, um, methodologies built into what we're doing in terms of how we process things. Anyway, so that's that's where I spend my day. Mm -hmm. um, Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is. Uh, is there a tasting room there as well? Can people visit? Oh. Well, we're not, we don't do, we don't, I'll show you that. We don't do any, or here's our, let me see. We have samples. We have other, a couple of sample rooms. Uh -huh. um, but we have, we have a tasting room that we do for single barrel picks. Uh -huh. But since COVID, we haven't had anybody. Oh, in of course. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're about to, we're so out of space until we expand a little bit more. We're going to repurpose this for, until we use it. But this is our tasting room where we would bring, bring groups in. Uh-huh. It's really cute. That's something that will re return at some point? I think so. I think we're, we're, we're targeting uh, – we're going to do um, – we do these large events with our distributors and certain key retailers, and mm -hmm. we do like a three-day event here. And, and we, I, think we have, I think we're shooting for September. Some, everything goes, sure. goes well. Um, we'll do that again. Um, but we have a pretty – our single-barrel program for Barrel Craft Spirits is extensive, but – but for Stellum, it's it is an incredibly um, sophisticated built-out system. So alongside this, the regular Stellum and Rye, Stellum Bourbon and Rye, we're doing um, single-barrel Bourbon and Rye as well. It'd be price point the same, and and so we're we're selling we're selling a lot of single barrels. 
And, um, and it's customized for the different groups or the stores or the distributor, whoever. But um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty ambitious single barrel program. Um, but we, we've got it down. We have a little bit of practice in how to do it. And, and it's at the same price point as yep. the standard issue. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. We're able to blend it all to, you know, it, it works. It, the economics work for us. So it's, it's okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, Joe, you've done it again. These are absolutely amazing. Um, I'm going to have to get myself a, a, a full size, at least of the rye, because that's woo, it's good stuff. Uh, so there's a cocktail. You yes, let's hear about this cocktail. You have a cocktail to tell. Yes. Um, <laughs> so and the, and the reason that I can make this is because I can remember the proportions. All right. That, that's that's a thing. Four ingredients. So it's a paper plane. Aha. Uh -huh. But it's made right. with Armida. Now, if I were really, if I really thought about this, I could have come up with the cocktail for Stellum. So we're talking about Stellum. But I was so excited about this because because it's something I can actually do. Um, twenty five percent fresh squeezed lemon juice. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a lot. Twenty five percent amaro, nonino amaro. Okay. Has to be that. Okay. Twenty five percent aperol. Okay. Oh. And twenty five percent this. Okay. Um, All right. So two well, Amari, two Amari of, of very different kinds. Yes. Uh, uh, one, a jolt of acid and, uh, and, uh, and the whiskey. And what's, what's the strength on the Armida? This is 113 and a half. Okay. Wow. And so one of the things, so, and you shake it in a cocktail shaker mm -hmm. and you, and you're supposed to drink it, you know, in a coupe glass, I guess. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And and the reason I like it so much is the finish, aside from being like really nicely balanced, you get the pear just for somehow, some reason, the way it all works together, the pear is really elevated and comes through nicely. Mm -hmm. So I, I really like the cocktail. Um, and then... How often do you make it? Uh, well, I try not to do it more than once a week now. <laughs> when I first found that it was at like every day for like three days, I'm like, okay. Yeah. He didn't yeah. say he's successful. He tries for once a week. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, next and, next time you make it, you'll have to send us a photo so we can throw that in right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And so here's the next part of it that I figured out. I like it so much and it's so strong. I wanted to drink it that I said, what happens if we put this in tonic water? Mm. Add tonic water. And it worked. Yeah, fizzy, fizzy. So, Absolutely. It was, it was, it was, uh, you know, you know, the weather here is this time of the year, you know, when you see things about the moon, when the moon, it's like, if you're in the sun, it's 2000 degrees and if you're shade is negative mm -hmm. 2000 degrees. That's exactly. how it is here. Mm -hmm. Outside in the sun it is hot. Yeah. Then the, then you had a tree and it's freezing. So I don't know. I don't quite yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the high there today? Maybe 85? I think it's something like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't okay. know. I haven't been outside all day. So I've been in, I've been cooped up in here. Okay. Anyway. All right. So I, so I was drinking it and I added, I used 25% um, of the cocktail in a 75% of the tonic and it was so refreshing. I mean, it was, mm. I don't know. It's a new okay. thing. Yeah, sure. My favorite but, cocktails uh, tend to be, and again, because they're, they're, uh, they're memorable, technically speaking, is one-to-one, one-to-one-to-one. 
one to one to one to one, um, <laughs> like like the Boulevardier, one to one to one. I'm in. Okay, and then you can you you can change out one thing for another uh, if it's in the same family. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well done. I can taste it already. Well, well I would done. definitely love to uh, get a photo of both versions next time you create them, and we'll pop them in here, and uh, we'll put the recipe up. So I will. I will do it. I have another question. Yes. What's next? Yes. To to the extent you can tell us, what's next? Um, this year, <clears throat> this year we're executing our plan. So this year we are, we launched Seagrass in March, which, which had a really great, um, went, went well. And we're focusing on Stellum right now. So Stellum, um, and, and it's not at the expense of anything else we do. So Barrelcraft Spirits is traveling on its own curve, which is, was was driving all the phenomenal growth so we're still going to do that we have a couple more so we we just finished blending batch 29 yesterday um so this year we'll have 29 30 31 coming out we'll do a new year um bcs uh are the you, you know this one uh the gray label bottle in the that comes in the black box okay this one where we first year we did a whiskey rum and bourbon Last year, we just did bourbon. This year, we are going to do all three. Mm -hmm. um, we have a couple of we have a couple of surprises, I think, for the whiskey. We'll, okay. we'll see. All We're right. starting to buy that one. That one's going to be fun. Yeah, rum. That's right. We talked about hosting you on Spirits of Rum once that's up and running. Because you yeah. do rum. Yeah. We, yeah. Just, yeah. we just, we have some, we have a couple of interesting rum things. Um, in fact, there was... What we did I mention that already? That we won the yes best overproof rum. Yeah, okay, and that was with one of our rum private releases. Ah, um, and then we have uh, then with Stellum, uh, it is really just we're in production mode on that, and we're in single barrel. So this year we're executing our plan. Um, it's all the other products: um, Dovetail, Armida, Seagrass, all traveling. And then private release bourbon, whiskey, and rum. So that, that occupies a lot of our attention because we do them in, in groups of 48 different finishes. Oh, wow. And we have, um, and so they, uh, we, whether it's a finish in, whether we finish the cask, whether it's a cask, um, a specific cask, we then will, uh, we, if it's a rum, we blend the different percentages of rum, then do the finishes. Um, the uh, whiskey, same, same, same concept from blended whiskeys. The bourbon, our private release bourbon, you know, it's really handy that I'm here because we have all the bottles in here and I don't right. really have Yeah, and your chair has wheels. Yeah. Might, <laughs> this is like, isn't this like an internet cafe kind of? Kind of, kind of, kind of yeah. Well, it's, it's my kind of internet cafe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I feel like we're in, uh, could be in Berlin. Yeah, in, just in put the, another quarter in the server. Yes. Yeah, yeah that would be like an Eastern European internet cafe. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm not wearing a black leather jacket. So yes, yes, and 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 ironed hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> that ship sailed. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying my, to. My compliments to your stylist. Keep the clear. <laughs> yeah, keep the glare down on my on my head. Yeah, we did yeah. a shoot once, and Philip said, 
you didn't tell me my, my head was shiny. And I'm like, well, we didn't have a makeup person. So what was I supposed to do about it? You know, the one time that actually happened when, when, when I did, we won that award and Forbes did an article, they came in to do a photo shoot and I am not kidding. Somebody came in with makeup Mm. and they were like, yep. Yep. It's a thing. (laughs) It is a thing. It's, it's like a bounce. Yeah. It's what's called a bounce. Yeah. Yeah. Light bounce. Anyway. Yes. So that's the private release bourbon. So the difference between the, the private release bourbons, well, Armida is a bourbon with a finish. We're clear that it's a bourbon with a finish. This is a private release bourbon that does not have any finish. And mm-hmm. what distinguishes this is there, it's a blend of different ages and we put the percentages in there. So you can, mm-hmm. you can really see what it's like. And this particular one is 5% five-year, 60% nine, 20% 13, and 15% 15. Wow. So that's this bottle. And mm-hmm. so we do, we're going to spend a lot of time producing the private releases this year. Can you, can you tell us about seagrass? Because that was not out yeah. when we, when we first spoke. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this was a, um, this was a product that um, we had a name for, but we had the product, but we knew that we wanted to do something with a rye with it. It just seemed right. Mm-hmm. It just felt right. Um, and so this is a blend of, different rise um, that we that so there's we some of it is the rye directly in the finishing cask and some of it is blended rye that then goes into the finishing cask so there's different groupings of the rye that goes into the finishing cask and there's three different finishing casks uh, one is agricole mm-hmm. uh, from Mike. That's the grass. Um, apricot brandy. Mm. Yeah. Apricot, <clears throat> apricot brandy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Madeira. Oh, wow. Where's so, the apricot brandy yeah, from? What, what part of the world? Like, uh, the apricot? Yeah, the apricot brandy. What what part of the world is it from? It is a combination of – it's domestic. It's mainly domestic. Okay. Uh, and I want to say – French. Just, right? just curious. Yeah. I have to really think about that. Uh, it's okay. I, I have to, I, it, you're taxing my little brain. <laughs> um, That's what we're here for. That's our job. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yes. And then we, and then, um, so with the apricot brandy, we're, we're finishing the cask. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wet That's it down, beautiful. Then dump, out, then dump out the excess. excess. And the, what's, what is, um, it's sort of an interesting combination because this one evolved out of um, dozens of different combinations. And we actually played around, even we, we put, played around with all four styles of Madeira mm-hmm. and ended up with a Cerciol here because the, the dryness of that really worked with the sweetness of the apricot brandy. Um, and, um, and it just, it just all came together. I mean, this, this is, if you were to taste it, Maybe we can get you some. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hold, hold up that label again so we can see. Yeah. Uh, I love the after, colors on that. After seeing that label, I think we're we're blue-green with envy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> no fruit is too long hanging for me to pluck. Uh, okay. All right. I'm done. All right. Anything else, Gary? Well, Joe, this 
No, Joe, this has been fantastic. As as always, you've produced a lovely bourbon and a lovely rye, and I'm so excited to watch uh, the new the new brand take off. And uh, I wish you luck with it. And I can't wait to see all these things that you have coming in the new year. It should be a shooting stellum. Ha ha ha! Wait, he never stops. He never. There's stops. there's no off switch. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this has been this has been a delight. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed the time with you guys. Likewise. For show notes on today's podcast, please visit our website at spiritsofwhiskey.com. That's whiskey with an E. We'll include links and supporting documents from today's stories in this episode's blog post. As always, you'll see upcoming topics, a guest roster, and links to past shows. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Swanchava. Spirits of Whiskey is produced by First Real Entertainment and the Center for Culinary Culture, home of the Cocktail Collection, and is available via Anchor, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are heard.